0: Talk by AMSI Schools, where conversations in maths become part of your professional learning. My name's Leanne McMahon, and today I am really excited to introduce Nadia Abdelal. She's a maths teacher extraordinaire and director of her own maths consultancy, Expanding Minds. She is someone who I've worked with for a very long
1: time and I have missed terribly.
0: Welcome, Nadia.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today and to be working again with you. It's been way, way too long and it I've has, missed it.
0: It has been way too long and way too far away. Yeah. But uh, yes, we're going to get into it today. Like many of our listeners, Nadia is absolutely passionate about teaching maths conceptually, but Nadia has taken it that bit further. It's something that's really well accepted in primary schools, but it's much harder to get into secondary schools. All right, Nadia and I both come from a secondary background and we want to talk about why we see conceptual understanding as being so important right throughout education. So Nadia, how about you tell us about your experience in secondary schools and then in primary
1: Thanks, Leanne. So my uh, background is secondary maths education. So I've been, a uh, had been a secondary maths teacher for a number of years, had quite a number of years in the classroom, three plus years consulting as well now in maths areas, both in secondary and primary, working closely with teachers and working closely with students. And what I found was that there is an intrinsic problem with the way we currently teach maths at a secondary level. Hmm. We like to say that we're, we're trying to incorporate all of this problem solving and all of this conceptual stuff into our maths teaching, but the majority of cases, for, for various reasons, you know, teachers are, are, are time poor, There's there's so many other things to do. Sometimes it's not easy to really be able to introduce some of these tasks that are going to engage students. And the problem is engagement. So to me, I know from my own experience with learning maths when I was in school is that you, you were given these basic drills and you know whether you're working out of a textbook and repeating the same question over and over again and in the hope that you'll somehow pick up these skills and yeah. deepen your understanding and be able to transfer all of these new skills that you're learning, it's just, it's not working and it's been shown not to work.
0: Yeah, one of the things that I've found in my experience as a secondary teacher is that we are very very quick to blame the primary teachers. Yeah. And I think we see it as a very procedural subject. That's not our fault. That's how we were taught. Unless you've done some professional learning, you know, and an ongoing professional learning. Unless you've actually really done some reading in the last few years. Why should you do it any differently? So what's happening in primary schools that we can use in secondary schools?
1: Yeah, you know, I was, I I hate to admit it, one of those teachers. The, The problem with a lot of schools is you're a secondary school or you're a primary school. If you're lucky enough to be a, a P to twelve college, it's a perfect opportunity for mm-hmm. for primary and secondary to come together. Because when you're in a secondary classroom, you haven't seen what's happened with these students before they hit <laughs> year seven and before they come to you. So you know your very first rea- you know your very first impulse is to to blame whatever's happened before you've gotten them, and it's a natural response. But I very much changed my opinion about that when I started working with primary school teachers and in primary school classrooms because my respect for primary school teachers is just phenomenal like I think that they're amazing the amount of work they have to do the amount of teaching and learning and understanding numeracy literacy (laughs) science geography art like everything walk out after a maths lesson couldn't we yeah Yeah. it's it's insane (laughs) what they have to do yet they pour everything that they can into teaching all of these separate classes and what they do is they need to engage these students Mm -hmm. they understand that you know teaching these drills to these younger kids is not going to work so they give them concrete manipulatives and they give them hands-on tasks and they give them you know conceptual problems and and activities and you know introduce them to these situations where the kids can get their hands dirty with the maths and unfortunately when they go into high school, what happens is they move from this conceptual kind of hands-on tactile kind of approach to teaching maths to a textbook approach in many cases and it's such a culture shock for them and in many cases it doesn't work because by the time they get to Year 7, you're doing really difficult things like fractions and algebra and all of Mm -hmm. these abstract concepts that they just don't understand. And I don't know about you but there have been many, 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 many situations and I'm sure many teachers listening will agree how many times have you had students go, why are we doing this? Like, this doesn't make sense. This is stupid. When am I going to use this? All of these different things. And it's because they haven't made the connections to what they're actually doing when it comes to maths. Maths is a phenomenally beautiful, interesting subject that unfortunately dies when we get to high school. And it's, it's just so unfortunate that some of these kids can't experience it in the way that it can be Mm. experienced
0: yeah something that i'm hearing from that is helping these kids make the move from that concrete understanding to the more abstract understanding and what we as secondary teachers often assume is that they have actually made that step Mm. that they understand the concrete ideas behind an algorithm say why should we teach conceptually when by the time they get to year 10, 11, 12, we know the easy way of doing the rules. Why don't we just teach
1: them the rules? Yeah, well, that's where we want them to go, right? <laughs> yes. So you don't have engineers or pilots or, you know, mathematicians out there figuring out an algebraic equation using algebra a, tiles. <laughs> a, yeah, or a di- exactly, or a <laughs> diagram. Or I mean, it would be great if that's the strategy that they need and, and what they need to get themselves through it. Then, by all means, but but it's much quicker to punch the numbers into a calculator. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we want them to get to that point, but we can't expect them to get to that point without first seeing fundamentally why we're doing it, right? So when you when you think about the way human beings naturally learn, they've developed over centuries with our five senses. That's how we've we've learned. Mm-hmm. That is how we should expect our students mm. to do it as well. And the brain is just not wired to take in abstract concepts. More than 50% of our cortex is visual neurons or or visual kind of processing materials. So why are we teaching them in an abstract way when we know that they're not really going to understand why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. So obviously we we need to make a shift because when you look at our PISA scores, when you look at our NAP plan scores, yeah. when you look at the students that are coming out of the classroom and the, and the adults of today that are like, oh, my yeah. God, I hate maths. It yep. was so hard. I hated it. I don't understand it. I don't. With very you know, low functional. Very, numeracy. Yeah, the yeah. numeracy levels are just troubling. Yeah. And so we need to make a shift. We need to make a change. And I think that it's really important to not necessarily expect them always to take this conceptual approach but learning conceptually first. Mm -hmm. So they have to be introduced to a concept conceptually and then through that conceptual understanding and through that conceptual learning, we then lead them into the abstract. So, But we have to make the connection. So that I think that sometimes is what's lost when they're learning conceptually because a lot of teachers know that this is probably a better way to do it, but the struggle is how do you make the connection between, you know, if I'm giving an inquiry task... Mm -hmm. What am I doing to to connect that to the abstract or the pure maths? Because that's what it says on the curriculum. Exactly. So that connection is what in a lot of cases is lost and Mm -hmm. that's what needs to be really worked on. So I know you've heard of and many teachers out there would have heard of the CRA model, the concrete representational abstract model that they use in Singapore. It's been shown to actually have a lot of benefit. You introduce something with concrete Mm -hmm. manipulatives, if possible, not always possible, and then you move into the representational. So the students then learn, they, they transfer whatever they're doing in a concrete way, to a representational way, so whether they're using an array, or whether you know they're, they're drawing a graph, or whether they're drawing mm-hmm. a, a, a picture, or using a bar model, and then they move into the abstract maths or the the pure maths at the end, and and that journey, that connection, it scaffolds it in a way that has been shown to be more effective okay. for their learning. So
0: let's get a little bit more practical. This sounds, this sounds really theoretical. I'm a year seven teacher at maybe this time of the year. I've got up to 30 students that have come from different areas, different schools They have different uh, abilities in mathematics. And I've been given this curriculum. I've been given a textbook and I've been told I have to have chapter one finished by the end of next week.
1: What do I do? It's a really good question because. Thank you. I think of <laughs> you know, it's a hard one because it would involve a lot more thinking and a lot more work, a lot of preparation. So let's say we're doing fractions. I would end the lesson at the textbook, but I would start the lesson with a practical task, uh-huh. right? So you might be doing multiplication of fractions now multiplication and division of fractions is a completely abstract concept when you're doing it using the the standard method yes you know multiplying stay change flip all of that sort of stuff
0: yes in multiplication hmm, do i need a common denominator
1: i can't remember the rule because (laughs) who can remember rules you remember it until you don't have to use it anymore and then you forget it Mm -hmm. and you know it's it's a common complaint in schools I taught them this last time. I was their teacher last year and I know I taught them this. I don't understand why they don't know it. But it's because the brain actually cannot uh, or struggles to compress and store into their long-term memory these abstract concepts. What it is able to compress and store is visual and conceptual Mm -hmm. things. So that's the science behind it. So, you know, if you give these kids, we're doing a multiplication of two two fractions, mm-hmm. give them paper to fold. If I'm doing a quarter times a half, like really in, in the real world, if I'm saying, oh, what's a quarter, you know, work out a quarter times a half, Leanne, you'd be looking at me like, what's the point? Oh, no, because no, I know the rule and yeah. I know the answer is <laughs> an eighth. I don't
0: know why. And why when I multiply Does it get smaller? I don't get that, Nadia. That
1: is, and it's such a, that's one of the big ones, right? Because we (laughs) we teach them when they're working with whole numbers that when we multiply things, they get bigger and when we divide things, they get smaller. But then suddenly we were doing fractions and we multiply things and they get smaller and we divide things and they get larger. What the heck's going on? And and it's no wonder everybody's confused. Hmm. I was uh, talking to a girlfriend of mine. We actually went out having a nice girls night out and the conversation of fractions came up and she actually said to me, I Still don't understand fractions. I don't understand the multiplication. So we spent, you know, a large portion your of the night. <laughs> really fun. We have the best nights. <laughs> no, so no, it no, no, like our <laughs> afternoon teas. <laughs> yeah, if you want to go out and have a good time with me. <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry. Do yeah. go on. <laughs> so hmm. the idea behind it doesn't make sense. No. But when I put it to you in a different way, if I said to you. If I took one half of a quarter mm-hmm. and just changed the language a little bit, so I'm trying to find, because when we learn multiplication, we learn it as groups of, right? Mm-hmm. So that makes ah, sense. Ah, the of. The of, yes. right? I have 12, I have three groups of four, so mm-hmm. I have 12, because, you know, three groups of four is four plus four plus four is 12, right? Okay. Repeated addition. Yep. But when I've got fractions, and I'm I'm doing multiplication and I don't link it back to any sort of foundation of what multiplication actually is, then it doesn't make sense anymore, no. Right. So you change the language for starters. It is a half of a quarter. Okay. A half, a half of, 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 a, of, a of a group of a quarter. A group of a quarter. So uh, then if I go, all right, well, let's let's say I have, and I always use the chocolate cake analogy because chocolate cake's delicious. Yes. So here's my chocolate cake, and I want to take one half of one quarter. So mm-hmm. I know that I've taken my whole because with fractions it always comes back to the unit, to mm-hmm. the, the unit you're using, the whole you're using, and here I've got one cake. One cake. So I take my cake and I split it into quarters. So I want to take one half of my one quarter. And so if I split my original cake into quarters and I take a quarter of that and then I cut that into half, Of my original cake, I've now got Mm one-eighth, you know. So expressing it in a way that the students will understand and actually getting them to fold bits of paper and place them on top of each other if I was to do this. So take one piece of paper, fold it into quarters, then take that same piece of paper and fold it in half again Mm -hmm. and then open it back up again. Mm -hmm. So so I think some of the missing links will then start to become apparent to the students. Mm -hmm. And once you've done that, once you've done that a few times, The students themselves will start to make the connections. The missing thing is always, you know, because you're thinking concrete, representational, abstract. Mm -hmm. So I am taking one over two or one half multiplied by one quarter equals one eighth Mm -hmm. and I see it in my... That's your abstract. That's my abstract. Eventually, if you do that a few times, the students will start connecting the dots. You won't even need to give them the rule. You you can prompt them like what pattern... (sighs) Are you seeing? What can you see here? Yeah. Yeah. And inadvertently, every time there will be at least half of the class will go, hang on, we're just multiplying the tops (laughs) and the bottoms. Yep. So I understand the conceptual rule, but I now don't even need to do that because I've got a shortcut. I've got a shortcut. Yeah. That's it. So I use my shortcut. Yep. And then in the times where they don't remember the shortcut they can they, go back. they can go back and yeah. fall back they fall back on their strategy on their conceptual because they will uh, they will always remember the visual thing that they did mm. or the tactical thing that they did better than they will remember the abstract thing that they did Yep. so that that's where the connection that's where you got to make those connections ah, that's that's going back to what i was saying originally is we all want them to end up with the pure maths with mm-hmm. the abstract with the shortcuts we we don't want them to always have to rely on the conceptual or the the concrete or the you know building the models or or whatever because it is easier to do that but they're less likely to slip up and they're more likely to be able to then transfer their understanding to other areas when they fundamentally understand the conceptual side of what they're doing okay when they don't understand the conceptual side it's much less likely for them to be able to apply their learning and their understanding to different types of problems. Mm-hmm. And that's where the disconnect is made where we're always like, I taught them fractions but they actually don't know how to apply then the fractions when it comes to algebra. Yeah. You know, they don't make because they, they can't transfer their skills if they don't understand their skills. No, so X over four,
0: yeah. they don't see as quarters.
1: No, they don't. Yeah. No. Yeah. and And – they They will look at that as, as like a completely different set yes. of skills as simply fractions. And
0: it's in a different chapter.
1: We, oh, didn't, we don't learn it then. percent. hundred percent. Algebra, you know, algebra is one of the most important topics that is taught, particularly at year seven, because it lays the groundwork for year eight, year ten, mm. and year twelve. Mm-hmm. And beyond. If the students don't understand what's going on in algebra, they're gonna really struggle because algebra flows into every other topic yeah. eventually when they when they get into algebra. And the how high often of do maths. you hear, you know, I was fine with maths until yeah. they started introducing the alphabet. That's right, and I think the thing that we forget at a secondary level when it comes to algebra is the relational thinking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in primary school it's all about the relational thinking. They're looking at two plus five equals seven but also two plus five equals one and six mm. you need to really dig deep on the point of that equal sign and what the equal sign actually means mm. and that is the foundational skill in algebra like we think it's about the pronumeral we think it's about you yeah, placing those unknowns and the kids have to know it but when they're solving equations and they've got two x plus three equals seven x plus nine they have to understand that both sides of those both of those ex- expressions are mm. Equivalent. They are exactly the same and that's where the issue is. If you want to know more about relational thinking, you can go to our podcast
0: on the equals sign. And, in fact, that's where we're going to leave it at this point. Don't panic, though, because Nadia has a whole lot more to say next week about algebra and relational thinking and how we can teach algebra for conceptual understanding. All the references and more from this podcast can be found on the show notes. Please check them out. There's some really good resources there. And if there's anything that you want to know, if you want to get in touch with us, the best place is probably via our Twitter at AMC Schools or our Facebook page. You can also go to the website calculate.org.au, send us an email, send us a message and Let us know if there's something that you'd really like to know about conceptual understanding, or in fact, anything to do with maths teaching. Thanks for joining us. Bye.